Truth is, I am a Jedi. I'm the vengeance. And I am Iron Man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome on, welcome back to another very exciting episode of the Direct Podcast. Everything you need to know about the universe is you love, brought to you by the Direct.com. I'm your host, Phantom Historian Matt Rimke. Hi, hey, how you doing, everybody? And I'm joined, as always, by my friend, co-host, fellow Colts fan, Atlantean, senior editor at the Direct.com, and box office correspondent, Mr. David Thompson. David, how we be? I am being great. Happy <laughs> Friday. Uh, I think Loki was such a fun way to end my Thursday night. I didn't watch a lick of that football game, and I don't think I missed anything important. Uh, so game. I happily watched Loki uh, right on time. A lot of anticipation for this one. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good. It's been a good Friday. Had a lot of writing to do today, some editing, just a busy day at work. But I'm happy to be here with you today. Well, David, tell the people, let them know. What are you writing about today? What's going on? What's going yeah, on this... in the universes we love? Yeah, you know, there's a few things going on. There's something that I actually wrote yesterday um, that I'm excited about. It was talking about the Marvel's pre-sale tickets aren't very good. Yeah. Um, and if you want to check that article out, it's up right now. Um, it dives into not only the news of, you know, the pre-sale tickets not being so great and being the worst they've been since Spider-Man Far From Home which is a kind of a crazy concept, even worse than the likes of, say, a Black Widow, which opened on Disney Plus simultaneously. You know, the tracking numbers are low. And in the final section of that article, I kind of just lay out some reasons why that could be and what could be happening. And just a lot of commentary, a lot of speculation in that one. Um, so go check that out. Love it. Love to see it. I'm, I am I, I went full mute on Twitter for the Marvels. You know what I mean? I went, I went full blackout. I'm very... Very excited for that movie, man. I think it's going to be awesome. I know. I'm excited, too. It's it's a weird situation with that one. Like, we'll talk about it more, obviously, um, in the next couple of weeks as we're leading up to a big MCU movie. But the general interest may not be there right now. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it's hopefully it's a great movie. Hopefully we all have a good time and then people eventually go out to see it. How cool would it be if we were able to get, you know, some actors promoting it, maybe? You know what I mean? That could be... That could be fun, but hey, what do I know? What do I know? I'm just a kid from Indianapolis, Indiana. You know, I don't know shit from fuck. But what I do know is that tonight I get to play Spider-Man 2. And ah, I am percolating. I'm, I'm, I'm sprinting to the second my wife goes to work. Man, it's going to be real. Oh, um, I, I'm so excited for you. One uh, article that I was, was just working on this morning that hasn't been posted yet, but you should not read yet, Matt, is a full character list speculating which characters will appear in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. So once you finish that up, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. maybe give that a read. And if you finished it up listening at home, maybe read that one whenever it gets posted. Yeah. Another full blackout for me on Twitter has been Spider-Man. That's <laughs> just, smart. I'm not, I'm not that's looking honestly, Yeah, that's honestly smarter than the Marvels because I haven't had anything blacked out and I really haven't seen too much of the Marvels. I mean some like speculation kind of, but nothing crazy, but I've seen so Spider many Spider-Man spoilers. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I've seen Spider-Man spoilers for stuff that I've only beaten completed the story mode entirely. I haven't beaten the entire game. So there's still some, you beat it? I haven't beaten, I beat the story mode. Yeah. That's awesome. 
awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I beat it. It's amazing. It's a great story. Okay. It's a great time. Uh, okay. You know, it's it's wonderful, but I have not beaten all the side missions, and there's side mission endings that have been spoiled for me, but I'm still excited to get to them. But um, yeah, it's just crazy. It's it's hard with a video game. It's honestly different than a video game with a... It's almost like a Netflix series mm-hmm. because it drops all at once and yeah. everyone works at their own pace. Yes. Whereas... Yeah let's be real by november 14th there's gonna be a lot of spoilers online after the weekend of the marvels right yeah we're gonna be able to everything's gonna be on there and typically with the mcu maybe not this time typically the majority of fans that care see it opening weekend so yeah if you care about the spoilers you're probably going opening weekend that's always been the i mean that's that is the doctor strange and multiverse of madness right that is the pinnacle of that where it was it was almost less about oh i love doctor strange and benedict cumberbatch i just have to know what happens i don't want to get spoiled so everyone went opening weekend um i can't wait it's so exciting i i feel so good about myself for this move i pulled on spider-man and for those who i've been telling everybody i know for whatever reason but for those who don't know it came out a week ago i could have played it a week ago easy week yeah but I wanted to fully commit and have no guilt about being a piece of shit and right. sitting on a couch and playing that movie for 36 straight hours. Right. You know what I mean? So I waited until my night nurse wife goes to work for four days. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, it, it has been the next week, honey, yeah. zero exaggeration. <laughs> it has been miserable not playing that game. Yeah. I, today's the day. Oh, so, oh my gosh. I, the opening, you're going to be in. I, it's going to be euphoria opening up because that opening sequence of the game is so fantastic. Like you just get it was so hard opening night. I played it that Thursday night when it, I played for a couple of hours. I, I found a stopping point. But man, was it hard? Like you are just so into it for the first, I would say, two and a half hours. It's like you can't put the controller down. I don't want to. I, I don't want to have to. And that's why I've waited right. until I have this. Rump. Like, dude, I bought a DiGiorno's pizza. I bought, <laughs> I bought a bag of peanut m ms I got a two liter of oh, Diet yes. Coke in the fridge. Oh, it's man. Great, You're having a, this is going to be a great night. I've worked really hard um, this week at work to clear up my day. To only, I'll be watching the Pacers game at 4.30, and then I'll be playing Spider-Man for the next 36 hours. 4.30, um, West Coast. Man, that's It sucks, fun. dude. But I will say. <laughs> Sat in my hammock and watched the game the other day, uh, the Pacer game the other day. Pretty nice. Not yeah. going to lie. That was pretty yeah. nice. That Hey, David, those Pacers, let me tell you. Fast, fast basketball team. Get Albert ready for NBA talk, I guess. We haven't talked about the NBA at all on this. Yeah. Part. Yeah. The, 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 I'm, I'm pumped about my heat game tonight. Yeah. Playing the yeah. Celtics, our big rival. Uh, I really only have faith in Eric Spolster at this point. Yep. Uh, but you know, get that. We, we always figure it out. <laughs> so, um, I'm here for the ride, but I don't necessarily love the, uh, heat team right this second, but, uh, I always grow to love them every year. You love to see it. Well, that's Spider-Man. That's basketball. That's the Marvels, uh, Monday. Um, I don't know what we're doing yet. Again, we're still waiting on the actor strike news before we do any big news segments, just because it's so it, it things could either change a lot over the next four or five days just like earlier this week or it could get to a point where we know things aren't going to change for a while so um yeah. maybe maybe oh oh maybe we do a bracket maybe we do a bracket david you know what i mean take Love some the sound time of that. dive into a bracket whatever it might <laughs> be 
It's good times. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what's coming up on Monday. But for right here, right now, at this very moment, let's dive into Loki Season 2, Episode 4, The Heart of the TVA. And your starting lineup for Loki Season 2, Episode 4. Tom Hiddleston returns as Loki, Sophia DiMartino as Sylvia Owen Wilson as Mobius Gugu Mabafra as Judge Renslayer, Moonmi Musaku as Hunter B-15, Neil Elise as Hunter D-90, Raphael Casal as Brad Wolf. Shout out Brad Wolf, by the way. Kate <laughs> Dicker as General Dox, Kehu Kwan, the GOAT as OB, Tara Strong, the other GOAT as Miss Minutes, and Jonathan Majors as Victor Timely, a.k.a. He Who Remains, a.k.a. AKA Kang. That's a fun one. I've been doing the AKA joke years and the aka aka kang that's that's fun that's that's really fun to say Ooh, yeah that's that's his new full name i think <laughs> <laughs> um directed by familiar names this one yeah. uh, moon, moon knights justin benson and aaron moorhead written by eric martin and Catherine blair shout out Catherine blair uh, co-writing this one and music say it with me david by natalie fucking holt man Yes. Can we just cr- give her the MVP at this point? We're, we're, we're hitting Shohei levels of like performance <laughs> for this season of Loki for Natalie Holt. Like, yeah. It's insane. It is insane. It's 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 so expected now. That's the crazy part. Like I'm you done just, talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like you just keep watching the show. I mean, even season one, season one, season two, it's like it's Perfect. so damn good. Like the elements of Loki, I think people, because we're not going to talk about this today at all. The elements of Loki, I think so many people are just initially drawn to the music, the set, right? The, the, like all the little time elements, not in the sense of like time travel and the sci-fi-ness of it all, but like the outdated feeling and all these things. And Holt's score perfectly mixes with all of that. And yeah, another banger in episode four. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, we'll talk more about it later, but I, let's, let's get Natalie Holt a little more love. In this Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know what I mean. Let's let's let her flex a little bit. Give more. her more projects. That's what I'm saying, dude. That is exactly what I'm saying, David. We've talked about Natalie fucking Holt, right? Let's dive into our spoiler-free pregame overall thoughts for Loki season two, episode four, the heart of the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. David Thompson, my guy, my dude, my friend, give it to me. Dope name, by the way. The Heart of the TVA. Really good name. A line um, from episode one. Something I didn't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it, oh, Ouroboros says it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, talking about the loom. Exactly. That's, that is. is the heart. Um, no, I think episode four of Loki was the best so far. I think the way it ends was so fantastic and gets anyone who's watching so pumped to see what's coming up next and haven't been able to really say that in a while for an MCU show for in this real level where it's like, mm-hmm. I cannot wait for next week. I had similar feelings when watching Ahsoka that we reviewed, you know, last month. But really with this, I am like itching and scratching to see mm-hmm. episode five. It's cool. It makes more sense now. Still staying out of spoilers, of course. You know, press, we're able to see episodes one through four. So a lot of people we know. <laughs> Boy, five, so it's one through four, which is crazy. You know, 66%. Uh, or no. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Hey, whoa. 66% hey. of the uh, 
the entire season. But no, anyway, um, I think this was the best episode so far. I think many people might may think that. I liked the premiere a lot, um, but I th- still believe this one was better. I think in every really in every real sense, I think growing the MCU, the multiverse saga, uh, these characters, some of the stakes, I think actually were there. And I also think some of the motivations that you mentioned uh, last week or the week before mm-hmm. that were missing, I think were explicitly brought up in this yeah. episode, which was very cool for me to see, especially knowing I was going to talk to you um, today. So I loved it. I cannot wait for more. And as always, I'm all in on Loki. I have been since June 2021. As always, for all time. Always. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. Exactly. Um, I also very much enjoyed those episodes. I agree that they they confronted some of the concerns maybe I had last week. You know, I'm not going to say they've totally resolved any of those, but the fact that they're confronted at least gives it some sort of um they 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 did something with it, you know, acknowledgement. Exactly. Yeah. It it does feel good when that happens in a show, especially here in like the fourth episode. This is around the time you'd hope that happens, I guess. Um Overall, this episode is a um, for me all about moments. So many great ones throughout this episode. Um, shocking moments, exciting moments, a handful of funny moments, um, and just um, a lot of what we love about Loki over and over again. But it hits that final chord, I think, better than we have in a really long time. Um, you know, I when you said that we haven't felt this type of cliffhanger in the MCU in a long time. I thought about Miss Marvel, obviously with the X-Men music playing, that was like that stood up out of my seat, you know, for that, but that was the end of a season. So it didn't really have the same kind of feeling. Um, But as you were talking about it, I thought about it, David, what MCU show am I about to bring up right now? WandaVision. WandaVision. (laughs) And the best cliffhanger of WandaVision, I think everybody can agree, is the Evan Peters reveal um, when he opens the door. And this episode had that moment before the reveal that was like, and then the reveal that was even more like, exactly Mm -hmm. how that episode of WandaVision goes down. You know, when they start fighting and then bang, we get it's so good. And um, I that that's that's what i'm going to leave this episode with is that feeling all the stipulations that come with it the excitement moving forward and you know it's hard to talk about without spoilers but for me the cliffhanger is the star of this episode in a big way had it not been as big as it was i think i would have been more down on this one than other people but it was big enough to pull the rest of the episode up for me you know a big fourth quarter comeback not even a comeback but an awesome fourth quarter for this episode of loki and i can't get to more into it and david i think we do that i think we we dive more into it we grab our shovel we start digging me you and our boy michael keaton now you want to get nuts come on let's get nuts all right david let's get into it let's dive in let's put our dukes up shuffle shuffle biggest winners loki season two episode four toughest winner category for me in a while really didn't know if I wanted to pick a moment, something bigger, mm, something smaller, a yes. character, a scene, whatever. Um, I'm ex- I'm very interested to see what you go with, so I'm excited to hear your biggest winner. What worked for you best in episode four of Loki? So I thought about this one today, and unlike last week in our Loki review, we've had time to sit on the episode a little bit, <laughs> which has helped, I think, for me. I like especially- it better. Yeah, <laughs> especially <laughs> this episode where it actually is just 
madness and craziness, but I thought about what I was going to say for my big winner. Cause like you mentioned there, it is a hard one. There's so many moments it can go big and go small. The way I want to frame my biggest winner is by saying blowing up the TVA is my biggest winner. And I think this is such a cool experiment and moment we are going to have in episodes five and six. Like the idea, I think they were playing it safe in a sense. I've loved it, but playing it safe in a way where episode or sorry, season two picked up right after season one. Right. So we're still like you mentioned, it was something that you said, which is a great point. Looking back, it's like, it was more so the continuation of episode or sorry, season two or sorry, season one in season two, instead of kind of starting fresh with its own new thing. And I feel like by the end, blowing up the temporal loom and seemingly destroying the TVA, leaving us in a complete blank space. Shout out 1989 Taylor's version blank space. We have a complete, we have no idea where we're going from here. It is it is a complete like open just I can't even see the future and it's amazing. It's awesome to see. Um I love that bold choice they made and I'm happy to, it makes sense. This was the last thing you would see if you watched all four episodes like holy shit. Now it's just it's go time. <laughs> There's just nothing else to really um see what's coming next and it completely changes how we view the the series of Loki because Loki has been so TVA focused and TVA bound, right? Like even when mm-hmm. you go explore the sacred timeline or a branch timeline, you, or, or even the end of time, right? We got in this episode too, which is really cool to see. And that was an awesome scene as well. It always gets drawn back, pulled back to the TVA. I loved in this episode, Loki's, I just kind of go on, got to mention this before I forget. There's so many great moments. I got to mention, Loki talking to Sylvie and saying how it's easy to burn things to the ground and build them back up, but it's hard to fix something. And that to me was the answer of what we discussed of like, where is Loki's head, right? What is his point? He thinks that the TVA can be fixed. He thinks the TVA is still vital. He thinks the TVA should still be used for the greater good, quote unquote, right? To to still help. Sylvie's on the other side of that, where she just thinks it should be quote unquote chaos right and that amazing incredible line of like it's like we're playing god pause loki's like we are gods we all saw that one coming they stay on the wide for that too man fucking give it a second just give it a second loki and that's the thing like loki is such a great character throughout the mcu he would still say that He's he would have always said that in response to that exact sentence from Sylvie. And that is something that's still stuck with this character, right? He's still that arrogant, right? Or just uh, maybe like cocky or confident in himself, like hey. <laughs> burdened. <laughs> exactly. Um he 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 still feels like I am Loki, I am a god. I you know, I can do this in a sense. So I think Loki just taking this awesome direction and just i would say temporarily it seems like destroying the tva leaves us in such a wonderful place heading into what's going to be the you know the final couple episodes of this series absolutely and dude i mean call yourself paul blart because that's just an all-time segue right there you know what i'm saying and that's what we're looking for here shout out kevin james by the way just an all-time dude 
I think Kevin James is a great person. I like all time meme all of a sudden, too. I don't understand it. You're younger than me. Help me understand. I don't get it. What is hilarious? What is it? What does it mean? (laughs) It's it's like an uncomfortable like shrug, like like, the smirk on his face. It's like it's like he's trying to get away with a quick one. Like I've seen really (laughs) funny fantasy football uh, memes. Yeah. Where it's like it's a crazy trade. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so what do you think for Puka for like Devontae Adams? Which honestly yeah. isn't a terrible trade, but it's like a little like side smirk. It's great. Eyes are getting weary. Great show. Um, great segue by you talking about how this sets up the next two episodes. Cause my biggest winner, kind of going along yours little tag team, are the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. The final yeah. two episodes of Loki, I think, are the biggest winner of this because, and we talked about it last week, and I love how the MCU always seems to do this with me, is when I have something that is leading a show toward, I'm go- I'm going to end up not loving this. I like mm-hmm. everything MCU. I like everything comic book. Let's just get that straight. I'll tell you that for free. If it's a comic book property, I'm going to like it. Loving it is something the MCU has done more than any other brand. Right when I get on the verge of not loving something, they seem to respond with exactly what I was talking about. Because right. last week we talked about the loom and this crisis at the TVA that the black stores have been shut for three episodes now. And last week I talked about, like, is this something that we're going to care about enough for the next three weeks? Right. Mm-hmm. Are we about to get three more hours of this being the problem? And then the season ends on what this would be. Right. And the fact that they condensed basically this plot of the TVA destruction into four episodes hit the white light. And now we're on to seemingly a brand new show after this. It's a Mandalorian uh, way of doing things, something I really appreciated. And I think that this blank slate, like you said, sets up the next two episodes to be anything that these producers want. Like this is. This is where like people don't want. Why does everything have to tie in so much to the MCU? This is the perfect canvas for everything to tie into the MCU, man. Like, yeah. I I think, you know, I looking ahead a little bit. There's so many yeah. things they can do now. Like, let's get Owen Wilson on his timeline. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's 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 get our jet ski. <laughs> like, right? Let's, I think that's what's happening. That's what I'm saying. You know? Like, and and you know, I. It's spoilery, I think, a little bit to bring up like trailer footage and like, ooh, this is what we're going to get. I right. think it gives it away. But, you know, we've all seen the tweet out there. There's a great tweet out there showing the uh, trailer footage and what's left. Um, I forget who put it out. Was it BD? No, or I think it... it was our very own Jack McBrien. Oh, oh, Mr. McBrien, you mean? Mm-hmm. The founder of the direct.com? I only refer to him as Mr. McBrien. You're right. Yeah, no, that's what I call him, Mr. Mac, Mr. Mac B. Um, no, yeah, check out, uh, go check out Jack McBrien's tweet about the future footage that we haven't seen yet. But mm-hmm. without talking about that, just the open slate that this puts this this loom thing is no longer a problem. And the way they pace this out this episode, David, there are so many times throughout this pretty long. I didn't look at the runtime actually. Now that I think about it, do you know how long it was? I want to say forty minutes. 40, yeah, 40-ish at least, yeah. right? There are so many times where I feel like there was a lull where I could have pushed pause and saw how much time was left. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have lessened this a little bit for me, right? But the way that they paced up those couple scenes before the big ending where the loom explodes, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I was leaning in a lot there. And then it ends, and I'm thinking like, okay, there has to be a 
uh post credit scene there has to be a like a you know trailers after they show the title there's one more scene there's got to be something there's got to be a last punch and then when there wasn't i was like oh like like i had to take a deep breath i'm like these next two weeks are going to be full of everything that we can think of yeah and, and yeah go on go on please please i was gonna say you know the the trailer footage that we haven't seen yet it's it's minimal um it, it's clearly just I think everyone can expect like, all right, well, let's just think logically here. What happens if the TVA blows up? Like what happens to everyone? Not everyone dies or do they, right? We, we really don't know, but it's Loki. No one dies. <laughs> what's the story going to be, right? What, what, yeah. what is the story they're going to tell? And we, there's still so much we don't understand. We don't know where the TVA is. We don't know how it ties into the events we saw on quantum mania, which is all of a sudden become one of my biggest questions um, where it's like we get a lot of story driven, um, I guess, expansion of he who remains. Right. Mm-hmm. And what he's been, we got some real answers in this episode in terms of he did mind wipe everyone, including Renslayer, which actually, honestly, like a dick move. Sure. I got the strategy, right? Sure. Okay. We won the multiversal war. Everyone knew it was Kang's or he who remains is, you know, facility then. All right. I have this one sacred timeline. I'm protecting it at the end of time. Let me just mind wipe everyone. They have these false gods and just have them meticulously just do their job. Right. It's kind of mindlessly. And it was fascinating to see that. And then also think back once again, you know, this morning, today. What was Quantumania? You know, like, what was that version of Kang? We have the whole Council of Kangs. Like, how does all of this fit in together? Right. And to your point, that there could be tie-ins. There could be answers. There sh- Honestly, there should be answers in episode, maybe not five, but episode six. Because yeah, we're getting, yeah, we have two full episodes. I think next episode is going to be very character-driven. And it's going to be awesome. Yes. But I think in a finale... They're going to be like, here's some big time MCU shit you need to get pumped up about for the future for Deadpool 3 and beyond. So it's just we're in a very fun spot right now. Like the next two weeks are going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what they do. And I hope I just hope because I think what everyone's been wanting is for these storylines within the MCU that seem to be making sense or in terms of they seem to be related really make sense. Mm-hmm. is my point like we've seen multiverse stories done in different projects but we haven't totally been i don't know educated on how it all seamlessly works together and this series so far i think is explaining a little bit more and could explain even further by the end of it i'm not predicting this anymore because it's been two years of predicting multiverse moments right yeah. but I really feel like this, these next two weeks, I think if you take 100% of the next two episodes, 50% will be exploration in a universe kind of way. And it feels earned after these first four episodes are kind of contained and have this big climactic feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be spending the next two weeks hearing all this exploration thinking, okay, but what about the plot now? The plot's done. We lost it's over man and now we get to see how loki fights back against this loss now and i think the ways he can do that is so primed to set up 
Secret Wars, to set up Kang Dynasty, to set up whatever's coming next in this multiverse saga. And I think a moment or maybe even a handful of moments we're going to get over the next two weeks. I hope I, I'm not going to predict because I've 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 been burned on that one too many times in the MCU lately. But I hope we get that spider uh, across the Spider-Verse moment yeah. where Miguel, right? Um, Miguel is explaining the web of spiders thing right to Maya. So and and yeah. we we get the sacred timeline and we get the Tobey Maguire cameo. We get all these different little things and the Nexus, the helps. canon events. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And I think that this could be the next one of those. Like if you want to count across the Spider-Verse as one, obviously it's so much more dialed in on one character, a pretty irrelevant character up to this point in the multiverse saga. And 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 I say that just because like the, that the web of spiders is about Spider-Man. This could be the MCU's version of that. Right. And I hope we get one of those over the next couple of weeks because like this is where the lines start getting crossed, I think. And I think that there's a lot of really good opportunity here for these next two episodes to make Loki that linchpin project that everyone's been talking about for the multiverse saga without losing the good TV show of it all. Because Quantumania's problem, I think, in a lot of ways was, you know, you asked what that version of Kang was. I think that was just a fun, quote unquote, Kang side story that we got to see. Right. Right. But that got in the way of that. The characters in that movie having a good run. You know what I mean? It got in the way of Ant-Man 3. (laughs) Quantumania got in the way of Ant-Man 3. Yeah. And everything got in the way of the Wasps. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it is still so funny. They put her name at the title of those movies. It's yeah. so funny to me how they just don't use her. Anyway, um, these next two episodes, I think, are the biggest winner here because wiping it clean the way they did is <laughs> funny. Funnily enough, what Book of Boba Fett may have been going for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like a rounded out first three episodes and then another like a, almost like a season two part two. Kind right. Of thing. We're going to yeah. uh, Stranger Things. Very stranger things. And I'm very excited, David. I'm very, very excited. And I mean, just what a fucking moment, dude. It's just unbelievable moment. Look cool, too. Like, it's hard to make Nebulous look cooler than like the shock of it to watch it explode the way it did. Yeah. Scary. And it felt it felt very like an explosion in space. Major stepping out there timely and becoming spaghetti. Wonderful fantastic amazing. i mean that was amazing that was the moment in a way like Shock. it was that moment and then the look on loki's eyes <laughs> it looked like the look on his face and hiddleston man he can't be the winner every week but he should be every week because he's just holt. phenomenal <laughs> yeah and yeah. Natalie holt <laughs> it's and, and to touch on your point on loki like shout out tom hiddleston for sticking around for another mcu saga the way he is yeah. because like because he is so familiar to the fans at this point we know everything about loki as a villain we know so much about loki post ragnarok right like i think you know if you want to get nerdy as fuck and you want to get headcanon with it a reason loki wants to fix instead of restart is he's dealt with a guy who has like gotten too big for everybody to handle he's seen it already and lost mm-hmm. and obviously you know you want to dive into it he technically didn't and it's another variant that whatever but, right but i think that in you know you said earlier that uh kang wiping everybody's mind you know a new universe 
built and built off blood, but nobody's going to be around to tell them. Yep. That's that. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, and I think yeah. Loki with all of the things he's done narratively, what this character arc is, all the elements are hitting Tom Hiddleston's able to open a movie. I think um, maybe that's a, that's another question, I guess, but like he is the perfect Nick Fury of this multiverse saga. And I really think that's where we're heading. I think we're going to get to a point where Loki is done trying to do it himself with Sylvie and Mobius. We need help. And he's going to start imagine, trying to go find some help. The ending of, <laughs> you imagine the ending of this, this season being like that. Oh my God. No, I can't. I just yeah. like, 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 like all of a sudden it's Thor. The fact yeah. that next week is anything. The one, the one way it goes wrong. The one way it goes wrong is if we kind of go back to this point and try to stop it. If they you play it I mean? safe, if they play it safe, I would say playing it safe. I think there's so many, the, the floor is so low, but, yeah. the, but, but I feel like the, th- the ceiling's very high. The floor is very low, but the threshold of good, I think is the biggest part of that graph. If they play near that floor in, in the safety range, it'll be pretty disappointing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think the TVA could still exist. By the sure. end of the series, it'll just like your prediction. I think I think we're heading to a spot where Loki will be the leader of the TVA, mm-hmm. and and yeah. that however they get to that point could be incredible, right? Whatever that really means, because right. right now there's no real there's no real future that I can see of the TVA being back. Like it just based on everything you've told me in this series so far, that was it. It just blew up, you know, the temporal loom exploded. So what does that mean? And I mean, I think a big, you know, we're kind of bouncing around here a little bit, but just a quick thought, you know, Renslayer headed back to the end of time. The end of time is a place in space somewhere, you know, not affected by this. No, it shouldn't be right. Like in theory, it seemed like Kang kind of, you know, had the TVA locked away somewhere, maybe in the quantum realm. We don't really know. Um, and that truly is like where Eliath was and where the Citadel, that is the end of time, quote unquote. So by the way, so cool opening so shot. Great. Oh my God. I was like, I got chills. It was so great. It was so great to be back there. Yeah. I, I, and, and like you're, and you're swimming through the like crazily broken up and branched off sacred timeline. Come on. That was just dope. I absolutely love that. That was that was a big time, I feel like MCU moment, you know, because we keep getting the timeline mm-hmm. over and over. And I felt like that was really showing fans this is the status of it. You mm-hmm. know, this is truly what it looks like. This is what it is. I know, you know, there's moments where it's like we get the little screen in the TVA after episode two, right? And the in the, you know, they're shrinking back down. But it's like, no, look at this, look at the timeline. It's it's fucking all over the place. There's yeah. Toby and there's Andrew and there's Hugh Jackman. And that's and, you know, <laughs> subtle subtlety exists. Monday morning quarterback. If I could go back and have my dream scenario with no subtlety at all, which I think honestly, in a in at this ambiguous world of the rules of the multiverse, they could use a little non subtlety, a little more direct. Remember the scene from Loki season one when we're going through the timeline, not in the finale, episode five, I think. And we're going through the time. Way to go, Tic Tac, and all the oh, different man. MCU quotes. Yeah. Imagine if we went through this one with all the Marvel Legacy quotes. Go get it them. It could still happen. It could still happen. All the things. All the things. It, it would have been. Oh, I just got chills again. Yeah. Um, 
it's great, man. And I really think that, again, though, the only way I think this could backfire on us is if, like, I want this event to be a Battle of New York, to be an Ultron, to be a Civil War, where the next thing is not dealing about fixing it. It's about dealing with the fallout of it. Mm, You know what I mean? Like, fixing this problem, I think, would be a bummer. Dealing with the fallout of this, I think, is a, a great way to send the back half of the multiverse saga off. And I think it could, there's just so many opportunities to make so many things worth it. Specifically everyone's least favorite MCU movie as of late Quantumania. Um, Ooh, let's, let's, let's dig a little deeper, David. I don't think a perfect episode. I'm seeing a lot of nines. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, I, I get that it's great for what it is. I do have some flaws, I guess with it. I want to hear yours. What didn't work for you? Who's the biggest loser of Loki episode four? Yeah, I mean, I am probably one of those people that have it as like a a nine or like a nine point five in terms of like what I could get from, I think, a Loki episode. I feel like it did hit so many marks. My big loser, though, is Sylvie. Um, Not entire, not about, you know, Sophia DiMartino. She's great. It's more so the direction of her i feel like she's back just because in a sense like Mm -hmm. she's not really adding too much even in this episode it almost felt oddly forced that line where it's like i'm only here because i couldn't kill him and then it's like pause yeah (laughs) why are you like you're really not adding much like she's just a wild card who's now a little less wild and (laughs) we get the scene (laughs) we get the scene in the uh like the cafeteria room with the pies surrounding them. Okay. That was a great scene. That was, that was wonderful, you know, character growth or just like a character moment between two Good Lokis. Acting is awesome. Talking back and forth, that whole exchange and hearing their, hearing both of their respective points of view and motivations, which I think was a great thing to lay out. But other than that, I feel like Sylvie's compared to Sylvie and episode, or sorry, season one. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I feel like Loki, Tom Hiddleston, is still growing and taking on this leadership role. And Sylvie's kind of still just here in this season. And I'm really not sure we're going to get that much more from her. Because her whole point right now is just the fact that she lived in a branch timeline. So she has more of a empathetic feeling for those branches, I suppose. And that and that's mm-hmm. fine. It's, it's, it's not a illogical place for the character to go i just feel like she's more on the back burner this season and the last few episodes have really shown that than i expected her to be but that doesn't necessarily mean i like hate the show because of it i just feel like she's not really a a winner in terms of the the greater the bigger scale of everything yeah i mean she took she took more of a supporting role than what she was given last year and, you know, that happens in the NBA all the time where like a guy, you know, goes off on a run and, he, you know, maybe makes a playoff run where he's playing well. But then, you know, the next season, the way the team has shooken out, you know, maybe we drafted somebody, maybe we brought in a free agent, whatever the format of the team is, that guy just takes a little bit of a lesser role, which makes us think maybe he is a little bit lesser because of it. Right. I think right. that really applies here. And if I could dive just one. Matthew level- Delvadova. Yeah. That's a great one. Oh, I miss Delhi. LeBron killer. Delodova. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Um, man, that's a name. Oh, we could do the NBA Dave thing all year. You know what I mean? I just love NBA Dave. There's a lot, a lot of, of names. 
They're expanding <laughs> the league soon because there's so many names. It's too many names. Um, <laughs> to dive in a little deeper on that, I do think that there's a reason that Lo- that Sylvie feels a little lesser of an impact in this one. Right. Um, and, and you know, this could be me just passing the blame because we all know I love Sophia DiMartino. Again, when she ties her hair up before she kicks a bunch of ass. It's one of my favorite things anybody's ever done. Um, they do it in uh, Birds of Prey as well. Same so way I have a hair tie. And then old girl uh, Julie Smollett puts her giant fucking hair up and kicks somebody in the face while she does it. So cool. Good movie. Um, underrated. Un- Criminally underrated. My favorite DCEU movie for the longest time. It's so good. The 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 bacon, egg, and cheese scene in that movie. Yeah. So good. Um, to I think there might be a reason she feels a little bit of a lesser uh, impact on this. I think that it kind of stretches to everybody. I think Loki feels like a little bit of a lesser impact mm. on this show. Mobius, mm. everyone, really. And I think it's because my loser, and this is <laughs> it's an interesting, it's, it's interesting loser because it's none of the reasons a lot of people think it might be. It's Jonathan Majors and it's Victor Timely. Um, I think Victor Timely obviously is the quote unquote main character of this season. He's at least the MacGuffin, if not that. You know what I mean? These past two weeks have been all about Victor Timely in a big way. Yeah. And it I don't I can't put my finger on it really. I'm not hating anything, but there's a lot of scenes with Victor Timely that are just really dropping the floor out from underneath me while I'm watching the show. You know, I, I'm not super engaged with a lot of the one-on-one Victor Timely scenes. We talked about it last week. A few of his moments just went on too long. Like he was, he just overstayed his welcome in a scene by scene kind of way, not in the overall episode, but in a scene by scene kind of way. This episode, good Lord, that hot cocoa scene. I you don't like not, the hot cocoa? I hated it, David. I I was so That's just funny. like, can we get? I I was I was impatient during it. You know what I mean? Like, can we move on from this, please? Like, it, <laughs> That's so funny. There's the hot just cocoa. Some, mean, there's yeah. just something about Victor Timely's presence with this roster that is breaking up a little bit of the the spark for me a little bit i'm not sure and i think that's why the spaghetti moment with him was such a goddamn shock and it was i mean obviously to see jonathan majors die again like it's it's a big deal and and it was like we did it like wow and and it was just so wow um it was a moment and it was here but it was there but we were feeling it you know what i mean and yeah cool and yeah Try to do my Owen Wilson right there. I feel like I feel like I might sound like Owen Wilson now because you didn't catch on that I was doing an impression, and that is something I will be insecure about for the next couple days. <laughs> I would say it's not like you sound like Owen Wilson, but you sound like more like Owen Wilson than maybe the average Joe. Sure, I, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm okay with that. No, but I just think Jonathan Majors and Victor Timely, his presence in this show is not adding the oomph that I think more Sylvie moments would or more Loki yeah. moments would. And the fact that he was such a dramatic exit in this, I think is a very awesome choice that they made because like, it felt like, it felt like, Oh my God, who's going to shoot the ball now? You know what I mean? Mm. Like who, who, what's this, what's this about now? If not him. And mm. um, so that's what made the episode a lot cooler than I think Jonathan Majors and Victor Timely as a character. And then you can get into the whole, we've now seen Kang die three times thing. Which is yeah. cool in a lot of ways, but also kind of like, 
Okay, like there's something to that for sure. Are we gonna buy it the next time he dies? Now, like it's it's the Kenny thing. Like, does it lose a little impact now that we've seen it? Yeah, and they're and I don't know where they see. It's like if it wasn't for the whole Jonathan Majors legal thing going on right now, I would be saying right. I would be saying by the finale, I want to see the Alpha Prime Kang. You know, like give it to blue skin. Whatever, like who is who is the Thanos? You know who is the actual one? We got the Council, we got the three guys at the end of Quantumania, but like even then, if one of those guys got stabbed in the heart and died, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know where's where's the real one? You know where is the one that I should be scared? On uh, it's interesting you brought this up. I'm glad we did because critical part of the last two episodes, specifically this one, both really, but the one we're talking about today. I love the scene quickly. Uh, when uh, Miss Minutes is glitching. Oh, dude! <laughs> and he's like, you know, mocking isn't necessary. So funny. That was great writing. Um, but yeah, I will say, like his whole his whole stalling bit. I was like, stutter. Just, I'm not. It's not even the stutter. The stalling. Like when he was like going through his notes to stall to buy everybody else time. Like that, like like even that, I was just like, I just, I, I'm not super engaged when it was more one on one Victor Timely moments. I guess I feel like looking back now because I think that I think that is going to be it for Timely. I don't think we're going to like get him back or something. That that would just be stupid. Um, (laughs) Fucking lights on Timely, he's gone. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that I think that's kind of funny. I think that makes sense for all right. This was a another variant, specific Mm -hmm. Kang variant. Had this little storyline served the purpose, you right. know, the whole moment. By the way, I haven't discussed. It was almost there, Matt. We almost had the OB recognize, recognize. Kind of happened. We got uh, a version of it. We got a version of it. Yeah, that's a good way it of saying it. So good, David. Yeah, it felt so good. I know. I'm sitting there. I'm rooting for you. I'm yeah. like, come on. Like, I'm like, come on, OB, recognize him, and he sort of does. Cool. This was I'm- cooler. <laughs> this was way cooler. <laughs> this was dope. This was this one of those was super dope incredible see like i could have said this is my biggest winner by the way the timeline storytelling in loki season Mm -hmm. two is phenomenal like forget the multiverse stuff just the timeline elements of it first look the back to the future reference with ob and the you know his contraption his I tweeted about it. I made a TikTok about it. I was living life. The, I, mm-hmm. From that moment on, I was smiling ear to ear. It was an incredible reference. And what was cool about it, it's a layered thing. They really have been referencing Back to the Future specifically a lot in this season or making callbacks to just that trilogy. Yeah. We get two Lokis. It's it's just like Back to the Future 2, where it's like, oh, here we go. It's, it's the time loop, the circle, the... It's more simple timeline storytelling, I guess. And even like an end game or Loki season one. It's just, it's really, really cool to me um, and keeps me invested. But just quickly uh, on your loser being timely. I tend to agree in the sense of the performance was like fine for me. I prefer, I think I preferred majors in both other roles as he who remains and as the Kang from Quantumania. We we said, I mean, we said back in February, Kang was the best part of Quantumania. And like, for sure, I'm not just going to start denying that now just because in of a Jason happened. Momoa kind of way, though. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 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 uh fast, uh, fast. OK, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fast <X. laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you know, Jason Momoa, Fast and Furious. That's what people do with their heads, right? 
That's exactly <laughs> doing their heads. Um, jeez, I almost forgot Just about that. <laughs> but no, yeah. Anyway, um, he was fine. I feel no, no. But on that, just like big picture for a second, there's definitely an avenue where they are just like, we're recasting. Yeah. It's it's happening and everyone will accept it. Doors open. <laughs> door is <laughs> wide open, dude. Like that's what I'm saying. The door is wide open. People didn't go see Quantumania anyway. They really could do whatever the hell they want. So I think the door is open. I think it's going to remain open. And I think they're not. I would be stunned, even if there was a plan for it, I would be stunned if we get any more majors in this series as anyone besides Timely or He Who Remains. Any new Kang variant, I cannot imagine they introduce a new Kang as majors because Marvel doesn't know what they're going to do yet, but I know they they must be wanting to keep that their options open for whatever he's going to pop up next, whether it be Deadpool 3 or all the way until Kang Dynasty. Right. And I think that this kind of pairs along with the loom exploding thing and the open timeline of it all in that going back to timely in this season would be the playing it safe thing. Like we need to mm-hmm. deal with the loss of timely, not go back and fix it or whatever. And who cares? Like your point, like all these Kangs can die. We can just keep moving forward. Like let's They've been the... dying. Exactly. <laughs> but if that's what, if that's the story they're going to tell, then tell that story. We don't need right. to keep having them like the flashbacks that he who remains is cool. That makes sense. But Timely was just this, he was an out-of-touch, out-of-time Kang variant. But man, that moment with OB was sick, though. Um, so good! I so think that, good. to go back to your Back to the Futureness of it all, and just like mm-hmm. the, the the peace playing of it all with the time period thing, Loki stabbing Loki, OB following Timely, following OB, following Timely, all that stuff, right? It makes you wonder. How cool. It makes you wonder, these pieces are being moved around so delicately, is there an overarching uh, chess master Mas- moving these pe- a, a puppeteer of sorts, you know? Bye, 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 babe. In sync, a band you may have never heard of. But um, Oh, I've heard of them, trust me. My brother <laughs> is the your age. Reference? My brother had in sync posters when we listen to NSYNC all the time. I'm doing this tonight. They're like having a little comeback, by the way. Like I knew the whole dance there. when I was eight years old. I knew the entire <laughs> bye 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 dance. Um, it's uh the question is like who is pulling the strings? Is there someone moving the pieces around? Is it a big bad Kang like you were talking about earlier? That's the opportunity to recast, right? Give another actor that big, impactful moment. And I think there's two ways that you can do it, right? You can do the uh uh Oh God, Guardians Three, Peacemaker. What's his name? Oh, um, I don't know the Chudwee? actor's name. Chudwee. He played a high evolutionary in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yes, yes. I I feel disrespectful, so I need to pull up his name. But you can go a route like that where you get Chudwick Awuji to come in and like someone like him to come in and fill. They look similar. That's my right? vote. Right. And they like, could just say he's a variant. You know, there right, there is like, a reality they could do that. Like they have. The, the good thing with Marvel on this potential recast is it's very easy to write in. Mm-hmm. Don't have to explain now, anything. Now that we've seen this. Right. 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 Now, and yes. And, and I'm not saying like they look similar just because like they're two black guys or anything, but like they have the same hair. They have like a same kind of facial structure a little bit. They both have this presence about them. That's that's the biggest thing when I say they feel similar. They both have a presence like go watch that dude in Peacemaker. He steals every scene he's in. 
just like Jonathan Major steals every scene he's in. You know what I mean? And I think like you could go that route or you could do the John Krasinski thing where if you're worried about people understanding what the character is or what the recast is, just get a big name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just get yeah. a name. And I they think should. That, they should get yeah. a name because it, I mean, here's the thing. Like unless they change the title, which I think is a possibility. If they keep it as called Kang dynasty, Kang's got to be someone, you know, like majors was on that trajectory until all this happened. I mean, think about it. Think about where majors was in February. Like we talked about it in depth on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, like they, they can't just get a, a no name guy. There has to be some sort of establishment there where it's like, all right, here we go. Here's this is not, it's a terrible example. Michael B. Jordan <laughs> as Kang, you know, Kang the conquer. Not going to happen. Be, that would be horrible but a name right a name <laughs> yeah that would be horrible that would be that pretty would gross be, i don't think he could do that like he's good he's good don't get me wrong i don't know if he could scare anybody um not like that what? killmonger uh, yeah killmonger was scary because he was a badass not because i'm he was willy wonka like i mean he's he's no <laughs> jonathan majors in the loki finale man i mean like that's that's a different level of scary dude like he stood up on the table he did Hit the I apple. He's not the jumping whole... up on the table. Oh, the apple. Come on. Um, no, but I, I do think if you're going to do it, now's the time. And even if it's like not super smooth, David, we'll get over it. It's me. I'm here. Get used to it. Let's, if they're going to do it, now is the exact perfect time to strike. It's very interesting. And, and, and you know what's cool? You know what's really cool? That's not the only thing we're thinking about going in next week. If it ends up still being Jonathan Majors as this big bad Kang pulling the strings, again, we'll get over it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's not going to yeah. ruin this show for anybody. I don't think at this point it could. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to speak for everyone. But I mean, he's already been in two episodes. Like I mean, you can still yeah. you can still recast after that. But this is the perfect time to do it. Yeah, and I think I would be at this point pretty surprised if we got any more. Victor Timely or a new variant of Kang. I still think he who remains because he who remains is in this series very, you know, well developed and a fundamental piece of all of this, especially when it comes to Renslayer and everything else going on Mm -hmm. and Miss Minutes. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I think we will probably see Jonathan Majors again, but I would very much be surprised like i said if it is a new kang variant right like th- that alpha kang i'm looking for and we may still be waiting on that right i right. the good thing about our winners was we really don't know what story they're going to be telling to end this whole thing right? right they might not they might veer the focus away from kang it may not really be about that more about the multiverse than anything else exactly it could be more about our heroes it could be more about encouraging beyonder <laughs> right exactly like what is, I think, a better question than where Kang ends up or whatever go, is going on with that by the end? Where is Loki as a character? By no, there's Big been no character. report of there being a Loki season three. I don't think that's really what their plan is. You know, that they, they did a Loki season two because they needed to keep pushing forward the multiverse story. Where does that get pushed forward? Hiddleston clearly wants to keep playing the character. And it's, we're at a point where if you kill Loki, it's kind of a joke, you know, because he's died so many times. So if he's going to stay alive, what is he going to be up to? Right. Where is he going to be? Is he going to be walking among us? Is he going to be sitting on top of a, a throne? 
Is he going to be watching over the TVA? Is he going to be at the end of time? I just feel like that is such a great question leading in these last couple of episodes. And we won't know until obviously the end of the finale. But gosh, I think there's so much potential for what mm-hmm. this Loki could be because he's such a different version. He's so well developed and and unique in the sense that he has all this knowledge that no one really else does from our main MCU timeline, you know, yeah. like any of our other Him heroes. And Scott Lang. That's yeah. it. And even then, Scott, like he's not going out and blurting it to people. He had this one Which is crate- weird. <laughs> Is well, I mean, that goes back to the whole it's it's confusing because like Marvel did change the end of Quantumania right before it released. You know, that that was a thing that happened. They they adjusted the ending where I think initially he him and Hope are going to be still trapped in the quantum, quantum realm. realm. Why? Right. Wh- where's the answer to that coming? Wh- when is that going to come? And we might be waiting, but I think we're going to get some big answers and some stuff to pull us forward a lot here to wrap up Loki. I know we're going a little bit long. I'm kind of loving just vibing on this right now, man, because like, where is Tom Hiddleston at the end of this? What is your Secret Wars knowledge? The comic book? Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't read it fully, but I know like peripheral knowledge. Yeah, I know like the concepts. I get the whole like the Spider-Man part with the symbiote suit. Um, and I like the, that suit, you got to read that issue, dude. It's yeah. so goddamn cool. <laughs> Battle World, or is that what it's called? But that's where I'm heading right now because that's gonna be a thing. Another so. way to deal with the whole like, if they're gonna call it King Dynasty, what if we just have one Avengers movie? You know what right. I mean? Like, we could skip King the next time we get the slate, it could just say Secret Wars, you yep. know what I mean? And we can get there. And the idea of Secret Wars, spoilers, I guess, if you want to read 1985 Secret Wars, um, is that the Great Beyonder, this giant intergalactic being of which we've seen a handful already in phase four and five. So they could, you know, do the Sylvie thing where two characters become one character. It could be Mm. Eternity. It could be the Grandmaster. This, that, the other. Right. Um, Basically. They have this battle world where they pull in all these heroes from across the galaxy and it's villains versus heroes. It really is. It's Kang, Dr. Doom, Galactus, Mole Man, um, uh, the Wrecking Crew from Hawkeye. Uh, no, 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 no. The Wrecking Crew from uh, Miss Marvel with the Asgardian weapons. Remember? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the, you know, all these villains against all these heroes. What if at the end of this, Loki is going around and putting the team together? We're trying to build a team kind of thing like that. It's so right there. <laughs> Very exciting stuff. And I love that we don't know. It's going to be in the two think, episodes. Yeah. We are not sitting here saying, man, they got a lot to answer next week. We have that buffer. I hope so badly that they do what we just saw Ahsoka do, that they do what Game of Thrones routinely did year after year after year, what WandaVision did. Answer some of these questions next week. Let's not just use next week to set up drag this on yeah let's 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 do some of the dirty work next week so the finale can feel like we got a complete story out of it please please it needs to be a complete story it i think loki's point is to you know be another great set of mcu disney plus episodes because they were in my opinion the best and they were just objectively the most watched um that they've had so of course they're going to make more episodes but I do think that it is going to be important to leave fans pumped about the multiverse saga. And we're we, sitting here October 27th, 
we are in a place where it could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Where depending upon how this ends, they can really, if this is quality and sets things up well, it changes the trajectory of the multiverse saga, you know, because actually going in the Marvels. We get the Marvels. Then we get Deadpool 3, which is a multiverse story. And that's by all accounts going to be heavily setting up the events of maybe a Kang Dynasty or like the idea. Boom, we cut out Kang Dynasty and we get to Secret Wars, you know, because how that's what I don't understand about the the plan so far. It's like. I honestly, I I feel like I hear more, read more about Secret Wars. Yeah. What that movie's going to be about. And I hear nothing about Kang Dynasty. Like It's like, how are we just going to skip over or not think about an Avengers movie? Right? Like, we can't just jump to Endgame. But maybe we can. You know? It's like, if if we're going to have Infinity War on the slate, do Infinity War. Do Kang Dynasty. Right? Do that movie. We can't, as a fan base, you can't just have people waiting for the next one. You know? Especially for an Avengers movie. And this this goes back to when they first announced King Dynasty. I'm like, oh, okay. I wanted a more grounded Avengers film, right? I don't think we're getting that because this is the multiverse saga. But the problem I think Marvel is going to have is that just the Earth-based heroes or just like our, you know, MCU 616 heroes aren't really making up this super exciting group of Avengers. And right now it doesn't make any sense within the MCU, right? If there was an Avengers event tomorrow we we haven't seen enough yet you know so they still have so much to do just to get to an avengers film it seems honestly in a way it's like on they have a director for the movie for god's sakes yet it still seems unlikely that that really ends up happening in a way because secret war seems more set up than kang dynasty sitting here today and obviously so much can change but it just I feel like we need to see a lot more and I hope we get some answers from Loki. And I, and I, I do think that like the blueprint still is in play a little bit because like semantics of titles, infinity war in game is just a part one, part two. Yeah, exactly. It was, that's what it was called initially. Yeah. And this could be a secret wars, part one, part two. The only thing that makes it weird is that the word Kang is in the title of the part one. That's the only thing that makes this weird. We can that can be changed. That's fine. No one's married to that. Yeah. And, and it's not even like I'm calling for it to be changed or anything. Right. But like that is the I only think thing that's possible. Yeah. That's the only thing that's causing confusions as far as like trying to see where we're going. That's the only thing that is kind of like not right. teeing up secret wars. Like, like, like you said it great. We're setting up secret wars, I think, kind of really well. Yeah, no, so exactly. Much, and I think that it's a good strategic move. And and just I love the idea that we can use Loki to do it. We can use Loki to set that spark. We can use the Marvels, hopefully, to set the spark you're talking about, about, you know, bringing together at least a couple of these more Earthbound Avengers. Right. Right. And, and we're doing that with Kamala and uh, Captain Marvel. And that Mark is yeah, that's a mini that, setup for sure happening to an extent at least right and i just i think we could be off the races because like it's not like an infinity war all of like it's not like captain america was dealing with thanos related stuff for years and years before infinity war like like tony stark learned about the name thanos in infinity war so it's not like everybody needs to know who kang is Mm -hmm. right but 
we got to get everybody in a spot to be ready for that moment. And um, but but to be fair, Tony didn't know of the threat. Sure, right? Right. that was the whole thing. Like that was such that was so well. Like that moment in Infinity War when he asks Ruffalo again. Like, yeah, it's like that was so well set up and like mm-hmm. deserved because since 2012 he's been in his head. You know, like he's been he's been the demon in his head. He's been trying to fight. You know, and it that was just. Mm-hmm. God, that was so good. <laughs> so well done. We we do have players that can play that role. They're not the names of it's not a Tony Stark level guy who could be, but Loki could play that role. Doctor Strange could play that role. Peter could play that role. Um, Scott I mean, could play that Ant- role. As in the Ant Man knows, gang. Yeah. You know, Scott, I mean, and and you know, Scott's a vet at this point, and I think that sure. I just I really as we talked about, I didn't think about this at all before we hit record, but as we've talked about it, I do think secret wars might be the end game here and i mean that in the sense of like can we have an opportunity to kind of reformat what we're going for here and a battle world thing is on i think it could be really fucking cool man. absolutely and, i mean i uh, think we're gonna get part i think deadpool 3 like loki to deadpool 3 is gonna set up the end or you know the next phase in the true multiverse, multiverse saga yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how Marvel continues to balance this, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, while they're that's what's different than I would say Infinity Saga to Multiverse Saga. Infinity Saga, everything was building towards the same thing in a sense. Whereas in the Multiverse Saga, there's become, and obviously there's been issues, but there's been so many stories. Not everything is building to the Multiverse Saga. You know, mm-hmm. they have told individual stories. Like, think of a, you know, a, a Hawkeye, a, a Miss Marvel, a She-Hulk, right? Those aren't multiverse stories. They're Thor, Love, and Thunder, even. Thor, Love, and Thunder. They're not setting up a multiverse thing. Some of them are, though. You know, and I think that's where some of the confusion has come in a way from the fans. Where it's like, what should I care about, right? What's my priority list? Because I want to go see, you know, the next Avengers movie and know what's happening. So it'll be interesting to see how they continue to balance that. Because even like I'm just thinking down the pike, right? Because we're talking about setting up, setting up, setting up for Secret Wars. Loki can do a great job of setting up multiverse. Deadpool 3, of course, right? And Disney is eager to get that movie out and in theaters in May. Maybe. Captain America 4. That's not a multiverse story by all accounts, you know? But it's it's biting the apple from the other end, though. Like, that could set up the other side of it. And then the crossover happens. Exactly. I mean, that's... It's just interesting. I agree. But... The problem, I guess, with that is where, yeah, I mean, it, it, it execution is important, I guess, is I guess the, the sure, bottom line, sure. you know, yeah. where it's like, do I, does it feel irrelevant because it's not in the multiverse? That's the question, you that, know, or that's the threat of it. Quantumania yeah. is supposed to be relevant, but feels irrelevant. And then you had a real mm-hmm. problem on your hands where I would say multiverse of madness. That's a really good point. Yeah. Multiverse of madness was relevant and i think the story in the multiverse sense gave us a lot you know it gave us a lot to chew on it gave us a lot of setup incursions this whole these new concepts different universes different variants so it's just interesting them continuing to balance these things out but yeah we've been uh this has become a a pretty fun segment talking about the future of the mcu i could go a little further <laughs> one, because, one like, more thing one more thing and then we'll, we'll get out of here because like the crossover that we're all trying to chase from infinity war like oh my god they brought all these characters like we are all sitting back here and obviously it was incredible don't get me wrong i think it's the best comic book movie ever made but 
the crossover that we're all so enamored with. Oh my God, how do they pull that off? Really? It was just bringing the Guardians in. Like, uh, if we're being honest, that's really the only crossover that happened. Every other character across the board had some sort of connection with a different character that was in play. You know, Strange and Thor, Black Panther and Cap, and all these, like, the only real crossover was Guardians. And that was taken Mm. care of by having our space team, Thor, bring them in. Right. Way more elegant and complex than what I just said. But the idea of it is, if they don't know Thor, Tony Stark and the Guardians never hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was the oh, yeah. you know Thor and Doctor Strange is like fuck yes, he know they know somebody that we all know. Look at that, right? Like that's the one element of crossover that got us to lose our fucking minds, right? Yeah. So I think I think if we have certain projects, Loki, Deadpool three, etc., setting up the plot element of the multiverse mm-hmm. and other movies like Captain America four, the Marvels, and other things coming down Thunderbolts. the line. Thunderbolts, Daredevil eventually setting up the pieces, the plot and the pieces crossing over, I don't think is as complex as we think it needs to be, especially with two movies to do it. Infinity War is simpler than I think it felt because it was so well done. I, I, I am so much more confident in the roadmap than I was two weeks ago. Right. And it's insane to... Between Marvel and Star Wars, dude, my my trends are going up, <laughs> up in a big way. Yeah. Um. Any any thoughts on that? Does that make sense? What I'm saying, like, it does make sense. Realizing it. Yeah, no, I. It does make sense. I hope in Captain America four, Sam Wilson begins to assemble a team of some kind, or or something like that, where it's like because when the threat does come we need to have something set up or, or at least something that's teased just like we did in phase one, right? Like with, like you mentioned earlier, it was Samuel Jackson, you know, yeah. assembling a team and like there was an <laughs> Avengers initiative, but what's cool about the Avengers movie is they're not already set up. Like they, they, they're recruited and brought in. And I think a, the next Avengers movie being just that, like we are yeah. having an Avengers level threat, bring everybody in, you know, Shang-Chi, Shuri, Cap, obviously, mm-hmm. and so on and so on. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange course. being the linchpin guy, I think could be very cool. And Doctor Strange, I think, is going to probably get another movie before maybe the next Avengers movie or sometime because... Would be nuts if it didn't. <laughs> Would be wild if he didn't. His story, I mean, like, we have to find out what's going on. <laughs> His story so, was so, like, <laughs> just set up in that movie for... What's happening next? Like literally going to fix incursions. I want to say. I hate the ending of that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's rough with the third eye and everything. Same Raimi. Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you see what I did? A little dig there. It's a little fucking dig right it there. Wasn't Sam Raimi's fault. That's okay. I could watch Spider Man right now. I could. <laughs> I could. Instead, I'm going to finish the Miles Morales uh, YouTube movie. Bang. Oh, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Loki season two, episode four. David, thank you for letting this go long, man, because I think that was really fun. I had a it lot was of really fun talking about this episode. Um, <laughs> we'll be back in two week. weeks for a lot more <laughs> when we actually have. This was just us. This was just us. Yeah, this is just us <laughs> discussing this because we have no answers and it's a blank space, right? Yeah. Give Dude. it two weeks and we're going to have some answers and hopefully some real setup to discuss. Who do we open the episode with next week? What character? 
I don't know. No idea. No. I'm gonna say Hunter B15. And uh in a very uh remember how he opened that one up with Ravona and Sylvia at dinner? Or no, Hunter not B- not not Ravona and Sylvia, but one of the hunters and Sylvia at dinner. Interesting. I think it's Hiddleston. Tom uh, Asgard? That's the are we, we back get into that. You imagine? Oh my Can't. god, can you imagine? I'd be, mm, if the music plays and we do the flip. <laughs> you think it's the secret timeline it's the bifrost i'd be so hyped ladies and gentlemen this is the direct podcast everything you need to know about the universe is you love we'll see you on monday probably for something really fun hopefully for a bunch of news we will see until then we'll see you next time